This episode is sponsored by Best Life Coaching Society. You're in the right place. You're checking out Chip Baker, the success chronicle. What's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker <laughs> coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we are here with my guy, Mike Flynn, and the impact Mike. Yeah. Uh, he's a husband, father, crossfitter, entrepreneur, financial advisor, speaker, purpose evangelist. Okay. And he has the Impact Entrepreneur podcast. Uh, and just, you know, in talking with him, you know, off air, uh, it's amazing. Uh, some good stuff that is that is very inspirational. And thank you so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Yeah, man. I am honored uh, to be on your platform, your stage today. And uh, just thank you for the invitation uh, to be here. And, and uh, I look forward to Man, just reaching into people's hearts and minds, boom, drawing out their greatness. That's it. That's it. So talk to us about your life. You know, where you're from, where you're born, uh, up until now. Track that for us. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I was I was born in Hinesville, Georgia. I'm an Army brat. Okay. My dad was an Army officer stationed at Fort Stewart. Um, and uh, But we were from California originally. And uh, my dad got orders to move back to California to Fort Ord in Monterey, California. When I was one, it's now uh, one of those bases that was shut down and there's a university there now. But um, <clears throat> so I've lived basically in the Monterey Bay area for my whole life, uh, specifically Santa Cruz, California, mm -hmm. uh, where I now run my business businesses and and my wife uh, and I work together. Uh, we have four beautiful children. And uh, it's just a great, it's a ridiculously expensive place to live, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. And whenever I go walk out on the beach, I live about five miles from the ocean, you know? Ooh. And <laughs> so whenever we, uh, we go out there, it's like, okay, okay, yes, you know? But it, it's, um, you know, my wife and I have known each other since we were nine years old. We met, we met at a summer camp. Hmm. Uh, and uh, she was actually guest number 100 on my podcast. That's a really special episode yeah. that just aired a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, so we're, 
we are here in Santa Cruz, California, and uh, just working every day to live life with intention. I love it. I love it. Intention and impacting lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about uh, the career, your career as a thing that you're involved in, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I started out, uh, I, you know, I never thought I'd, so as I mentioned, and you mentioned, I'm a financial advisor and I'm part of our family firm that my dad started after he, he left the, the military mm. and growing up, I swore I would never join the family business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, cause I, being the firstborn, I had to go forge my own path and do my own thing. And, and uh, so I actually, you know, I actually thought I was going to be a movie star. Uh, and I was actually doing some acting and, uh, on stage and doing some musical theater and things of that nature. And, and I was on, I was on that path, uh, to getting an agent and pursuing that career. Um, when somebody that didn't have any experience in the, in the industry, uh, or any really knowledge or anything about acting or what it takes or anything like that dissuaded me. And it was a person I trusted deeply and they kind of, they, they dissuaded me from pursuing that career because it was going to be hard and you're going to suffer and you're going to struggle. And, um, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, in, in hindsight that, that you're always going to suffer and struggle regardless of what, whatever you do, you know, it's just a matter of whether it's worth struggling for. So anyway, long story short, I, I switched paths and I did not pursue that. Um, and I'm not, I used to be very resentful about that whole thing. Um, but I let that go. I, I surrendered that because those kinds of things you can't go back and fix. You could, you can either let them be anchors for you, or you can let them, you can take what was great about them and put them forward in your life. And so I switched degrees and I ended up getting a, uh, a degree in public relations and business. I thought I was going to go and, you know, be in the PR world and in the ad world and, and uh, tell people's stories that way. Right. And so one day I was sitting around a table uh, with some of my colleagues, you know, I was, I was a brand intern at this one uh, PR firm. And I was like, I don't want to be like you or you or you. Uh, and I want to have a lot more control over my destiny. And I want to have, I want to, I want to do more than sell ice cream and yeah. bleach pens, you know, and, and, um, and so I called, I, I thought for a moment, like, what can I do where I can have a significantly positive impact in, in other people's lives? Mm -hmm. And I thought about my dad, you know, I thought about what my dad did and, as an advisor and specifically on the, on the, on the insurance side of things. Cause he, you know, we, one of the main parts of our business is insurance and the things that he had done for people who really needed that insurance when that insurance showed up when a fr family friend died um and what that what that did i, I just I just triggered like i'm like 
this is, a, this is a way that I could have a positive impact in other people's lives by helping protect their financial future. And so I, I joined that business and it was amazing. Boom, right off the bat, just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then 2008 came along and 2009 and I, you know, I just got crushed by the financial crisis. Just absolutely just hit me like somebody like, threw me downstairs and then kicked me while I was down on the ground and then maybe hit me, you know, shoved me into a sleeping bag and then like hit me with the baseball bat, you know, and, and I didn't think I was going to survive it mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. We barely pulled out of it mm -hmm. financially myself, you know, because I was so new in the business. I didn't have any, any um, recurring revenue. Right. And, mm -hmm. Um, I, when I started the business, I was in pretty top tip top shape. And by, by 2010, I was in the worst shape of my life, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And the turning point where mentally, where I knew that something had to change was I had to bend over to pick up my one and a half year old daughter's <clears throat> sippy cup off the ground. She was watching, I was home alone with the kids. She was watching Little Einsteins and I had to pick up her sippy cup and my back gave out. And I was literally on the ground. I thought I was, I was in so much pain. I'd never felt pain like this. I thought I was gonna have a heart, I thought I was having a heart attack or something. Uh, I couldn't move. And my, I was home just with my two daughters uh, and my oldest one who was three and a half Fortunately, it was super articulate and advanced for her age. So I said, hey, Christiana, can you go get the phone? I need to call mommy. So she goes and gets the phone. I can't get up. I cannot move. Mm. And she hands me the phone. I call, I call, no answer. So I'm like, man, you know, so I had to call my mom who lived 10 minutes away from us, fortunately, and I had to have her come and pick up her 250 pound son off the ground and take him to the urgent care. And, you know, I was just like, this, this is, something's got to change here. I got to, I got to make some changes. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did. And the first change I made was, was mental. You know, I decided that, that I had been chasing all of the wrong things all of the wrong things, especially when you think about the financial services industry. And, and one of the reasons why it's su such a despised space is because it's associated with advisors who are all about themselves chasing, the, chasing their goals, their objectives, the, the biggest portfolio, the biggest, you know, all of the things that you associate with sales, they're magnified in the financial services world and, and such, so in such a way that many people distrust the financial services space. Mm. And, you know, I'm a, I, I, you know, I was part of that mindset, you know, rewards and, and promotions and bonuses and all of these things. Right. And none of it mattered. None of it mattered because here's a lesson that I learned later. I didn't, I didn't know this right away. I knew it kind of in my core, but I didn't 
know how to articulate it. Everything that you and I own or aspire to own will somewhat, someday be owned by someone else. Mm, I like it, man. And, and so I just, it came to a point for myself where I'm like, you know what? I need to focus on my family and my, and the way I can focus on my family is by taking care of myself. And if I'm taking care of myself, then I can take care of my wife. And if I can take care of my wife, I can take care of my kids. And if I can take care of my wife and kids, then I can take care of everybody else. And, and that reframed everything for me and gave me the ability to get, get back up and to reposition things in the right order. And so the number one criteria for my clients, whether I, whether I work with someone or not, and even it just despite the, the financial services stuff. So the, the number one criteria for my relationships, period. Okay. And the reason why you and I are talking today is, is do I believe that they love someone other than themselves? Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and so that's kind of that, that's kind of where we're at. And so like, you know, I started that impact entrepreneur show, um, and, and writing and all of that stuff because, um, because people don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And imagine when, how your life can change when you come in contact with your purpose and you turn that purpose you unleash your potential to help you fulfill your purpose you know the world can change man like the world can change when yeah, that stuff happens it's a great thing uh when you you become aligned with your assignment alignment Absolutely. with your assignment yeah i mean there's no greater feeling of fulfillment mm -hmm. out of that you know when mm -hmm. you and, and, and it really drives you. I mean, like mm -hmm. it motivates you, it gives you the energy to do what you do, you know, every day because, you know, like you said, you realize it ain't about me. <laughs> you know what, you know what precedes, you know what precedes the alignment and the assignment though? What's that? Believing that you are worthy of an assignment to begin oh, with. Oh, for sure. Yes. You know? I agree and, with that. And there's a lot of people that, don't believe that. You know, one of my mentors is a guy named Kevin Hall, and he wrote, a, he, he's written a couple of books, but one of the, the most powerful book that, that he wrote is called Aspire, Discover Your Life's Purpose Through the Power of Words. And, and uh, he was sharing with me, the, uh, uh, la, um, I guess, last year, the meaning of the word believe. And it's your, it's a it's a word that that's rooted in the germanic language and so the second part of the word believe is leave right l i e v e and that means love that part in the german language actually means love so when you believe in yourself or in others you love yourself and you love others in fact I was just on this, this um, summit recently that was for women per particularly, but I, I, was the, I was honored to be the only male speaker on this summit, on this virtual summit 
among 20 other speakers who are all powerful women talking about purpose and, and the power of your purpose. And, um, and I communicated to the hostess who was, who was asking me these questions. I told her that, you know what, and you could probably agree with me, Chip, that the number one fear that I have as it relates to my relationship with my wife is that she doesn't believe in me. Ooh. And that's my fear. So I have to do everything in my power to make sure that we are aligned and that she understands my vision, that I understand her vision so that we can believe in each other and so that we can be love to each other. I like that analogy. And, and, and the fact that with the, the, the leave meaning love. Yeah. Man, be love. Yeah, be love, man. That's it. Yeah. What are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? I have four things. Okay. Their names are Christiana, Maeve, <laughs> Mick, and Charlie. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of those four kids. I mean, they're all, they're all young and have a, my oldest is 12 and the youngest is seven. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but I'm, I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly honored to, to be married to my wife, Lisa, and to be the father to those four kids. And so that would, the, the, the combination of those two things would be one thing that I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, then the next thing that I'm, I'm, I would be really, I'm really proud that I've accomplished is, uh, is, is my podcast, you know, I've done, I've done, uh, over a hundred episodes and it takes work as you know, yes. and it takes commitment. It takes dedication. And there are days where you're like, Oh man, I, I don't want to, you know, or I don't feel like it. Not that you don't want to, but that you're like, I don't feel like it, you know? And and yet you push through and you do it because you have a mission, right? That's the willingness to suffer for something. That's passion, okay? When you are going to do something, even when you don't feel like it, okay? <laughs> That's what passion means. And, um, and so I'm proud of that and I'm proud of what I'm creating and I'm, I'm proud of... Uh, that what I'm, what I'm curating from that and the content that's going to come out of uh, these episodes and my conversations. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud that, uh, you know, a couple of years ago I went with my dad and we did this phenomenal, uh, like very long hike. Um, it was about a 14 hour hike round trip uh, to half dome in Yosemite, which is mm. we hiked to the top of this thing. It's a, I mean, just amazing. And we did that for his 67th birthday. Um, and it was just something I'll never, ever forget. And, uh, and you know, we're, he's, we're getting ready to celebrate his 70th birthday here in, um, in a few weeks. So it's just something that, you know, I'm really proud that we made time to do that, you know, can I share with you three lies that we tell ourselves? Sure, please. Three lies that we tell ourselves. 
The first lie is that we have time. The second lie is that we don't have enough time. And the third lie is that we're just like everybody else. And I, and I share those lies with you because, because it reminded me of when I was telling you about this hike that I did with my dad, they reminded me that of these, of these three lies, because the reality is, is that we make time for what we want, right? Amen. Uh, there's a, there's 168 hours in a seven day week. Challenge everybody listening to look at their seven day week and identify how they're spending their, their minutes, their budget, their 168 hours. And I can pretty much guarantee you that people are wasting a lot of time. Okay. Um, and when you get visibility is an important part of communication, right? And when you get, when you get that thing in front of you and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm wasting a ton of time. You're going to get intentional about your dreams and your visions. Cause people think I, I don't, I don't have enough time to pursue my visions and my dreams and my extracurricular activities. Baloney. And you do if you if it's important to you. Yes, you yeah. you can you can make time. Mm -hmm. But the reality, the first lie is that we we tell ourselves is that we have time. I can I can defer that. I'll do that later. No, you do it right now. If you feel called to do something, to to that that's going to positively impact other people, you must do it right now. That's it in some way, shape or form, because you, nothing is guaranteed. Take nothing for granted. And so you, you need to do it right now. And, and it doesn't need to be a, a big grand thing. It doesn't need to be, uh, you don't need to, you know, to write a book. You just need to talk to somebody and, and maybe it's just doing a Facebook live. Maybe it's starting a free blog and just writing. Maybe it's, you know, calling somebody and telling them that and asking for forgiveness. Maybe it's that, you know, um, but take action today and then recognize also that you have enough time throughout the week to fulfill the things that you want to accomplish if you choose to. And then the third thing is that we believe that we're we're common right we believe that that we're just like everybody else and that's a lie you and i are as my friend kevin says unrepeatable miracles wow <laughs> and, can, and can we're you repeat that for me you and i yeah are unrepeatable miracles mm. No one will laugh like you. No one will have your smile. No one will have your fingerprints. No one will be like you ever, ever again. The odds of you are one and seven billion. You know, I mean, and when you think about that, 
I, I just did this Instagram thing the other day. We, we are magnificent, man. We are magnificent and we need to believe that we are and that we're worthy of a why and that we're worthy of an assignment and that guess what? Everybody else that you encounter on the street is worthy of the same thing because they too are an unrepeatable miracle. That guy that cut you off on the highway and gave you the finger, <laughs> he is an unrepeatable miracle, okay? Yeah, that's it. You know, that bum on the street that's panhandling, you may not like to hear it, but he is an unrepeatable miracle. And at his core, all he wants is love. He might not know it, but all he wants is to be loved. Man, you, you touched on some on some stuff that, that I truly believed in. You know, growing up, you know, that was something that, that was taught to us as well. Like I said, growing up in a church and, you know, everybody has value. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, you just, like you said, don't take anything for granted. Don't take anybody for granted. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, everybody has value. And to me, you know, I've learned that you can learn something from anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter age, older, younger, different, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn something from anybody. And mm -hmm. and just like you were saying, you know, at the time, the to get better, it's all a choice. Yeah. You know, Have like, you ever yeah, totally. Have you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? I haven't read that. You gotta read that book. Okay. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankel. Man, that book is going to blow your mind. He and, and everybody else should go buy it too. He was, uh, he was a psychiatrist in, in Austria during the, world, the Second World War. Okay. And uh, he and his family, he was Jewish, and he and his family, his wife, his pregnant wife, mother and father were swooped up by this Gestapo and put on, on a train to a concentration camp. And on the, on the first day of arriving at this concentration camp, his pregnant wife, his mother and his father were put in one line and Victor was put in another line. They went to the gas chamber, he went to the working camp. So in one day, within a span of minutes, his entire legacy wiped off the planet because of hatred and yet he has the audacity to love in the midst of all of this and to take these this time in this concentration camp to to use it as a psychological study of what human beings are capable of mm. And one of, the, one of the things, one of my favorite quotes, and this is going to blow your mind, this is from a guy who lost everything. And nine months after he gets out of this concentration camp, he writes this manuscript that turned out to be Man's Search for Meaning, in which he said, the one last human freedom that no one can take from you, regardless of your life circumstance, is the ability to choose your attitude. So true. So true.
you know, it's all about choice, man. We, we encounter people every day who, who want to blame others. It's very, it's very safe to, it's a defense mechanism. There's nothing, you shouldn't get angry at people when they're deflecting and they're trying to blame other people. It's that person's fault. We didn't win. It's that person's fault. We didn't, uh, you know, get that deal or that that relationship fell apart. You know, the, the, the question is what store, how would the story change if we took ownership over our choices in, in what happened? It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Every, I think everything boils down to choices. Yeah. And and, and and that's one thing that, you know, we stress with our, our, our athletes, our, our kids, you know, make make good choices. Mm-hmm. You know, every moment of every day, you, you, you can make choices that will either make you better or make you worse. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to choose those right things. Mm-hmm. One thing, one thing that for your kids, your athletes that you're coaching – Really, I would encourage you, I would exhort you to encourage them to live their story and not someone else's. Yes, yes, yes. And that's where that, that's where you, when they adopt that, then they can move from admiration into action. That's it. What's your definition of success? I use John Maxwell's definition of success which is knowing that those who love and th- those that I love, love and respect me. What do you think it takes to achieve success? I think it honestly, like they, when it, I think it just comes down to a choice. I don't think that success is, is a, is not a destination right. that someone arrives at, you know? So like, you know, using the definition uh, that, that I just shared, that, that knowing that those that love and respect me, those that I love, love and respect me. So how do I get there? Well, I've got to serve them. You know, I've got to be present to them. I have to help them realize their full potential. And, you know, when my wife is communicating a problem, I've got to, I've got to listen to her and not necessarily try to solve that problem i've got to help her you know just just listen you know and be present and uh and you know that's that's the way that you that you live out that definition you know that you arrive at that definition that that definition of success it's it's and and it's a process and it's it's not something that just happens you've got to um realize and recognize that it's a journey and yeah. that when you stumble and fall, that you have the ability to rise and get back up. That's it. You have the ability. It's a choice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah, the time to interview with the success Chronicles. Uh, you know, I, I wish you, you know, continued success and continued impact, you know, that you're having. And uh, thank you guys for watching this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Plus. Go get it. Thank you to Best Life Coaching Society for sponsoring this episode of the Success Chronicles. 
www.bestlifecoachingsociety.com.